1: Welcome to Voice of a Nation. This is Dr. Lee for America, your guest host for Malcolm Out Loud tonight. Now that war has broken out in Ukraine, ginned up by rhetoric from the Biden administration and the mainstream media, Americans and the world's focus have shifted from COVID 19 deaths and the skyrocketing deaths and devastating neurologic and cardiac and other damage following the experimental COVID shots to the new war with Russia over Ukraine. Russia, 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 chorus from U.S. officials in the media, not Ukrainian officials who did not want this war, have now lit the fires of a devastating armed conflict in Ukraine. And we're hearing drumbeats about China's threats to Taiwan which is the source of the majority of the computer chips for the US and much of the world. Why is there such an intense focus on overseas conflict at this particular moment, given pressing economic concerns with escalating inflation, threats to medical freedom on all fronts, talk of quarantine camps and compulsory vaccination of Americans and our military, And all of this is hitting America at this critical midterm election year that could upset Democrat control of the House and Senate if we have an honest election this time, which we clearly did not in 2020. There are many things hitting us all at once, all by design, and all coming in ways that are designed to disrupt an election year. Gin up fear and contribute to more tyranny on all fronts. And then, what we're going to be discussing in detail tonight, we need to talk about the similarities in the damage to living organisms from wireless communication radiation, including 5G and the damage that it causes independently to the human body and to other living organisms that we've known for decades. And how those symptoms of radiation damage can be similar to symptoms of hemorrhagic fever complications and is hitting the same five categories of damage that the COVID-19 illness causes And the same five categories of damage being caused to human beings with the COVID-19 experimental shots. These are issues the public needs to know, especially as we're facing massive rollouts of the 5G systems across America and around the world. But these are not being discussed in the media or even most medical settings, even though these connections threaten the health of all of us. So I want you to sit back, get a pencil and paper, and get ready to take some notes about some important health connections that you need to know. And check out our website, truthforhealth.org, for more information on all of this as we go forward. I am the president and CEO of Truth for Health Foundation, and we are working tirelessly as a public charity to inform the public about risk to your freedom and your health and your lives. First, I want to start with a clip from a radio show that was prepared by Pastor Sam Rohrer president of the American Pastors Network for his show Stand in the Gap and this show aired in April of 2020 when he interviewed the technical and engineering experts about 5G wireless communication radiation and the threats to health. One of the People that he interviewed in that early show two years ago was a former CEO of Apple Computer, Dr. Gil Aurelio. And listen to this short clip from that interview in which the former CEO of Apple Computer is talking about the health risk of 5G radiation, independent. Of any of the other factors I'm going to be discussing medically with you in this program tonight.
2: Dr. Emilio Gill, I'll just call you here at this point. In a simple term as possible, would you define 5G technology? You talked about frequencies, talk about how that actual piece, so we get an idea of what that is. And you were saying it is dangerous. I want you to expand upon more specifically. What happens when you get up in that upper end frequency spectrum? Put it in simple terms for us, if you could, please.
0: Well, uh, 5, 5G uh, uh, is the fifth generation of uh, mobile communications
2: uh,
0: uh, a band, and it operates at a higher frequency, and the higher frequency means it can carry more information. So you can download a movie and a lot of that, for example, to your mobile phone so you can watch a movie. Uh, as you're in the back seat of the car or something like that, uh much faster than you can uh in prior generations. Uh the, the this comes at a price though. Uh the, this higher frequency is uh, more harmful to human tissue than the lower frequencies were. So uh so it's as important that uh people are not uh close to uh, a radiating base station. Now, for those who are not familiar with the way the telephone system works, I'll we'll make this very quick. Your cell phone connects to a base station somewhere in your neighborhood. That base station connects you to the rest of the world. That's it. So, you don't want to be close to that base station. Uh, most of the time, the telephone companies isolate it by putting fences up or something like that. But, but in some cases, uh, they, they merely put up little orange cones that say please do not enter some people pay attention to that and some people don't. Um, The difficulty is if you get too close uh, you will be injured. Uh, and uh, mm. uh, I can ex- I can go into more detail on on the kind of injuries you have if you would like. But well, no, why don't why don't
2: you why don't you why don't you do that, Gil? Gary's going to take you in a little different direction on the frequency part, but answer that if you could. I mean, the high end spectrum. Are we not talking? What's the problem? It's radiation, is it not? I mean, put it in that perspective. And how close is too close? What's actually taking place if you get too close?
0: Okay. What what's what's happening is that uh, when. Uh, when you're when you're clo- close to when when you're near a, ra- a radiating base station, your 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 body absorbs that energy. Um, it turns out that the uh, that that energy is very close to the in wavelength is very close to the same size as your neural tissue in your body. So what all that means is that. It's, it, it's it's very easy for that uh, neural tissue to be damaged by, by that. So we, we recommend people to stay at least 30 feet away from a radiating base station uh, unless the base station is turned off. If it's turned off so that a worker can go in and do work, fine, that's not, obviously there's no problem because it's not radiating. But at, the, at any time it's radiating, which is most of the time, you want to stay at least 30 feet away uh as it turns out the fifth generation bands are very close to the free same frequency as your microwave oven so think about uh, think about standing next to your microwave oven uh if if the door were open and it was still operating obviously obviously microwave ovens automatically turn off if you open the door but suppose it didn't and you stood close to it you would be you would have significant neural damage mm. and that's why we tell people to avoid getting anywhere near the radiating base station, especially with fifth generation.
1: So now you've heard from a former CEO of Apple Computer, Dr. Emilio, about the risk of 5G radiation, particularly the closer you are to the transmitter towers. And I want all of you listening, pay attention, parents, you need to look at your Children's school buildings and school grounds. Many of these new 5G transmitter towers have been installed on school grounds and on the roofs of public schools. We are seeing these all over Tucson and Phoenix, Arizona, with during the 2020 school closures during the pandemic, suddenly school buildings have become the location for the new. 5G towers. You need to look at that and think about the health risk for your children sitting in the school building all day. And we'll be talking about what that is in these in in my discussion tonight. But I want you to pay attention to what's happening in your community because this is something that Americans are going to need to understand and begin to get locally active to start working on ways to prevent the health consequences that we'll be discussing tonight. First of all, I want everyone to understand that the effects, the adverse health effects of wireless communication radiation exposure has been documented for decades since the early use of radar. For example, That, in the early days of the development of radar, that was called radio wave sickness and researched decades ago by Russian scientists and carried on in military research around the world and summarized and updated constantly. So this this is not new information, but it's information that a lot of physicians in private practice orient large group practices, unless they happen to be in radiation oncology, don't have a lot of experience with and don't really think about in the course of medical evaluations of patients every day. So it is something that we need to pay attention to. And low-level wireless communication radiation has been found to affect the organism. And this is living organisms, humans and animals, And plants, for example, we even have pictures of some of the mesquite trees in Tucson adjacent to the 5G transmitter towers that literally have been fried. The the tree that was alive and healthy and vibrant prior to putting in the 5G tower within six months is now charred and dead. It, It truly is staggering to see. And that is something you need to be aware of, but it affects the organism at all levels from the cellular and physiological level to the behavioral and psychological levels. I have interviewed, for example, military service members who have been in close proximity to high-frequency 5G radiation, for example, and have had neurologic reactions that were quite striking and incapacitating and we've heard about the havana syndrome where radiation was aimed at the embassy causing sickness among the staff and many of the detrimental health effects have included cancer risk endocrine changes increased free radical production and damage to the vascular system in the body dna damage changes to reproductive Function, learning and memory deficits, concentration deficits, and neurologic disorders. And one of the things to keep in mind is that the Earth generally naturally has a low level natural radio frequency background environment. So living organisms, including humans, really lack the ability to adapt to heightened levels of unnatural radiation of wireless communications technology, particularly with the digital modulation that includes short, intense pulses. So the 5G technology is coming at us in closer proximity than what we've had in the past because the 5G transmission doesn't cover as long a distance and the towers have to be installed at closer distances to one another to maintain connectivity. That's important to keep in mind. Now, fast forward to 2020, when the COVID-19 illness broke out, and it was observed without a clear understanding of the mechanism that COVID-19 illness began in Wuhan, China in December 2019, which was a little over a month after the citywide 5G had gone fully operational in Wuhan, China on October 31st, 2019. And then what was noticed was that COVID-19 outbreaks soon followed in other areas of the world where 5G had been fully or partially implemented. And that included South Korea, Northern Italy. Remember all the deaths in Milan, Italy, and the Northern area of Italy right after the pandemic began. Also, New York City, Seattle, and Southern California. By May of 2020, Mordachev was the lead researcher who had published a paper showing a statistically significant correlation between the frequency and the intensity of radio frequency radiation and the mortality or death rate from SARS-CoV-2 virus in 31 countries around the world. And during the first wave of the pandemic in the United States, the COVID-19 attributed cases and deaths were statistically higher in states and major cities with the 5G infrastructure operating compared with cities and states that did not yet have this technology. And so it's really important to keep in mind that The physiologic damage from wireless communication radiation that has been documented in the worldwide peer-reviewed scientific literature since the 1960s and 1970s has a number of intersections with the pathophysiology, the damage to the body from the SARS-CoV-2 virus and its illness, COVID-19, as well as the biological damage from the COVID experimental shots that are gene therapy agents, not true vaccines, and cause the body to generate uncontrolled production of spike proteins. So the damage from the spike protein and the lipid nanoparticles in the vaccine causes the same five classes of damage in the body that is seen with the COVID-19 illness, and that has been seen and reported for 60 years independently as the kind of damage that occurs with exposure to radiation, including 5G. So get out your pencil and paper and write these down, please, because it's important that you see the connections. And we don't even have to speculate about any of this. This is all well-documented. in, as I said, the worldwide scientific and medical peer-reviewed literature going back to the 1960s for the wireless communication radiation effects. And in the peer-reviewed scientific and medical publications in the two years that we have had the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic, and COVID-19 illness, and the year of data on the COVID experimental vaccine complications and injuries and deaths. So these comparisons are very real, very well documented, and is borne out in the data that we have available. So what are the five areas of damage to the body with all three Of these factors. Number one, changes in our blood. The red cells that carry oxygen to the cells and tissues of the body are damaged by all three of these conditions 5G radiation, COVID 19 illness, and the spike protein and nanoparticle effects of the COVID shots. It causes changes. In the blood cells, structurally, it causes changes in the way that they can flow. They stack up. Medically, we call that Rouleau formation. They are stacked up like coins instead of floating free in the liquid blood volume. And that means they clog up little capillaries and the arterioles and the smaller blood vessels of the body, which does two things. Number one, it decreases the amount of oxygen to your body and to your tissues and contributes to that sense of air hunger and shortness of breath. But also if the blood cells are stacked up like a roll of coins and they can't flow through the blood vessels, that leads to blood clots. So the hypercoagulation or increased blood clotting is one of the complications that occurs in all three of these conditions. Number two is the immune system disruption that occurs with all three conditions, wireless communication, radiation effects or 5G, and COVID-19 illness, and the spike protein and lipid nanoparticles from the vaccine. The immune system disruptions include suppressing the normal immune system, worsening autoimmune conditions. So people with multiple sclerosis, people with ALS, people with autoimmune thyroiditis, autoimmune endometriosis, autoimmune ulcerative colitis, for example, all of these autoimmune conditions can be made worse. And there are hyperimmune responses that can lead to the cytokine storm leading to more damage. Number three, cardiac effects. 5G radiation is an electromagnetic form of radiation. The cardiac rhythm is an electrochemical neuro electrochemical management system to maintain your heart rate. So electromagnetic waves can interfere with that. That's why people with a pacemaker don't get near microwave ovens and they don't get in an MRI machine. So heart arrhythmias, heart disorders, myocarditis, pericarditis, inflammation, all of this can occur. The fourth category of damage from all three of these conditions, 5G, COVID vaccines, COVID illness, is called oxidative stress. That is decreasing the oxygenation of your cells and causing free radicals and inflammatory damage and damage to the lining of the blood vessels. The fifth category is adverse effects on the flow of calcium ions across The cell membrane. That affects your susceptibility to infections. It affects heart rhythm function. It affects muscle function. It affects brain function. And it it creates what's called a pro pro inflammatory state, aggravating the risk of more inflammatory damage to the organs. So, quick summary. Five changes that occur in your body with wireless communication radiation, COVID-19 illness, and the consequences of the spike protein and lipid nanoparticles in the COVID experimental shots are changes to your bloodstream and blood cells and the way they can flow and deliver oxygen, immune system disruption, oxidative stress, Alterations in the important regulation of calcium flow across the cell membrane and cardiac effects. There are also additional neurologic effects that we can discuss in a separate program because I'll interview some of the people who have experienced this. I want you to be thinking about all of this. I'm going to explain more of this in the second half of our show today. And then I'm going to give you some points about how you can get active in your community to stop the damage. Stay tuned for the second half of Voice of a Nation 5G. Is this an accelerator for the damage of COVID and the experimental COVID shots? This is Dr. Lee for America. I'll be right back with more Voice of a Nation in just a moment.
0: Listen to Malcolm, the voice of
2: a nation on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android or Alexa. It's time to rethink COVID disinfection. A study by Harvard, Drexel and Virginia Tech concluded we don't have a single documented case of COVID transmission through surfaces. The reality is that COVID spreads mainly through the air. Shared air is the problem, not shared surfaces. The solution is the Genesis Fogger, which uses natural HOCL to disinfect both air and surfaces simultaneously. It's perfect for home or business. NIH says HOCL may well be the disinfectant of choice for coronaviruses. There's nothing more natural or more effective. Genesis fogs at the precise particle size to combat COVID and other harmful pathogens. It's what's missing from your disinfecting protocol. Visit genesisfogger.com. America Out Loud listeners receive a fifteen percent discount with promo code Out Loud at genesisfogger.com/outloud.
0: The spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America Out Loud. We are the voice of a nation, the American nation, that is. This is Malcolm Out Loud. I invite you back to AmericaOutLoud.com, where the fight for liberty and justice continues. America Out Loud Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back to the second half of Voice of a Nation. This is Dr. Lee for America, guest hosting for Malcolm Out Loud, talking about the connections between wireless communication radiation effects on the body and the effects of COVID-19 illness and the effects of the COVID-19 experimental COVID shots, lipid nanoparticles and spike protein damage in the body. And I want to expand on what I said in the first hour where I listed the five categories of damage that occur in all three of these conditions. And I want to go back to the peer-reviewed world scientific and medical literature on this. And I encourage all the listeners to look up the article by Rubik, and Brown, October 2021 in the Journal of Clinical and Translational Research in which they are reviewing the data going back to the 1960s on the effects of wireless communication radiation and then correlating that with the effects of the biological damage that we've seen in the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic. I am now adding the information to their review based on my own experience studying the effects of the experimental COVID shots and treating patients with vaccine-induced inflammatory syndromes, neurologic damage, cardiac damage, intestinal um, ovarian and uh, testicular damage, for example, autoimmune conditions that are worse. So I I am actually treating patients with vaccine induced damage, and it correlates with the types of damage we saw in the SARS CoV 2 COVID 19 illness, which I was also treating from the beginning of March 2020 in my practice. I said at the time, I don't want patients to die on my watch if there's something I can do to help them. And now looking at the parallels with the wireless communication radiation damage. Going back many decades. And I actually had formal training in radiation oncology for six months in my internal medicine internship. So I am aware of the potential for radiation to be both therapeutic and to be catastrophically damaging in excess. So let's look at what's actually happening with the 5G. 5G is a protocol. That is going to use high frequency bands and extensive bandwidths of electromagnetic spectrum in the vast radio frequency range from about 600 millihertz to nearly 100 gigahertz. And that includes the millimeter waves, less than 20 gigahertz, in addition to the currently used third generation and fourth generation long term evolution microwave bands. 5G frequency spectrum allocations are going to differ from country to country, but basically it's important to keep in mind that the focused and pulsed beams of radiation will emit from the new base stations and these phased array antennas antennas, placed close to buildings where people access the 5G network. And... In the 5G high frequency range, these are strongly absorbed by the atmosphere, particularly more so in climates that get a lot of rain. So the transmitter's range is limited to just 300 meters. Therefore, we're going to be seeing a much greater density of 5G base stations and antennas in order to... to serve the continuity of transmission that's needed. In addition, they are planning to put about a thousand satellites into orbit that will allow the 5G bands to be emitted globally to create a wireless worldwide web. This infrastructure can significantly alter the world's electronic electromagnetic environment to unprecedented levels. And we simply don't know all of the consequences that can happen to the entire biosphere of the planet when the electromagnetic environment is altered to that degree. Locally, In our communities, 5G is going to utilize anywhere from 64 to 256 antennas at short distances to simultaneously serve a large number of devices within a particular cell. So that's why this is especially concerning, particularly when you listen to what Dr. Emilio had to say about the higher the risk of damage, the closer you are to the base station emitting radiation. And that was from the engineering and technical standpoint, not looking at what the medical data shows. So I I want you to be aware that, that all of this is going back many years in terms of awareness of the issues. The review paper I mentioned by Rubick and Brown is also complemented by another paper, the Bioinitiative Report, which was authorized and authored by 29 experts from 10 different countries and updated in 2020. It's a summary of the literature on the bio effects and health consequences from wireless communication radiation exposure. And even short-term exposures can produce marked adverse health effects. One of the things that I thought was particularly striking in my review of this medical information is the fact that recent studies in Russia have confirmed earlier results of Soviet research groups on the effects of 2.45 gigahertz on rats with 30 days exposure for seven hours a day exposure. That demonstrated the formation of autoantibodies to the brain. In other words, antibodies to the brain tissue in an autoimmune response that ends up destroying the brain. A recent study compared children who use mobile phones to a control group and found that those children using mobile phones at higher number of hours per day had greater fatigue, decreased voluntary attention, and weakening of their semantic memory, along with other psychophysiological changes. So I I think for all of you to realize that Some of the earlier Soviet studies were using doses and exposures to radiation, providing doses that are a thousand times less than what's currently accepted in the United States. So it makes makes us wonder how much many health conditions are already independently being affected by our exposure to this radiation on a day-to-day basis. And then you add that to the risk factors that increase the risk of COVID illness, obesity, diabetes, other inflammatory conditions, and the illness itself of the SARS-CoV-2 virus, COVID-19 illness. And then you start looking at these as additive and synergistic effects. So when you now add activation of the 5G network on top of The existing inflammatory conditions we see in a large percentage of the American population with obesity and diabetes, for example, and you add it to the potential inflammatory consequences of the spike proteins and nanoparticles from the COVID vaccines, you're creating a perfect storm. Adding 5G to the mix and the radiation effects, which were already independently a serious concern now is like putting gasoline on a fire and fanning the the fires of inflammation and damage in the body. So what can we do about this? What do you need to know given these adverse effects? Well, first of all, if you've had COVID, if you've been vaccinated, if you have medical conditions That puts you at higher risk, older age, above 50, obesity, diabetes, autoimmune conditions, kidney disease, lung disease, then clearly you want to minimize your exposure to the 5G radiation and other sources of wireless communication radiation. Obvious, don't sleep with your phone, your cell phone in your bedroom. Make sure that that you Do what you can to minimize your exposure. And another action step is to look at all of the steps that are within your control to improve the health of your body. I like to use the acronym Seeds of Health. And each letter of the word seeds stands for something that you can do yourself to be healthier. So again, get out your pad and paper and let's write those down so that you can go back and refer to all of these steps. Seeds of health. Number one, the S stands for sleep. Adequate, restful, good quality, deep sleep is one of the best things you can do for your health. That means clean up your sleeping environment. Remove the sources of wireless communication devices that intrude on your bedroom with radiation. Remove the blue light, the blinking blue lights of the various devices and timers that people often have in their bedroom. Remove those, they disrupt your sleep. Use shades to darken your room so that you have a good dark room for sleeping. That improves your sleep quality. Make sure you clean up the allergens in your environment. And make sure that you minimize the use of alcohol before going to sleep because that ends up disrupting your sleep cycle. Sleep is critical to your health, to your immune system, your heart health, brain health, everything about your body. Seeds of Health continues with e For environment, the air, food, water, soil, all around you. Food, of course, nutritional, high quality food is one of the best medicines for your body. Clean air. If you tend to live in an environment with a high incidence of air pollution, look at the possibility of getting air filters for your home. Look at the quality of the water that you're drinking. The second E is for exercise. And exercise boosts your immune system. It improves cardiac health, bone health, brain health. Everything about your body is improved by getting out and walking. Even if you don't do, maybe you have medical conditions and you can't do strenuous exercise. There is something that you can do to move your body, improve your circulation, boost your immune system, and help your overall health. The D stands for diet and drugs. What kind of diet do you have? Do you have a lot of fast foods that are high in salt, sugar, and fat? These are pro-inflammatory foods that make the health of your body worse. Look at fresh fruits and vegetables, whole grains, healthy fats. The Mediterranean diet has a lot going for it, and I encourage you to think about cleaning up your diet, removing some of the endocrine disruptors in foods, and looking at ways to improve the balance and quality of what you eat every day. What drugs do you take and what recreational drugs are you using? Marijuana, for example, can suppress your immune system and also can in men decrease sperm and testosterone production. Again, those are adverse effects for your health. What other medications are you taking? Do you take beta blockers that slow down your metabolism and make you sluggish and fatigued and tired so that you don't have the energy to exercise? Are you taking psychotropic medicines that interfere with some of the cognitive function as well as the muscle tone and function throughout the body? there are many medications and that can have adverse effects when overused and the more medications you're on the more likely you are to have drug interactions that can cause further adverse effects and in the word seeds the second s stands for support what family community medical social, occupational, financial support do you have in your life? Do you need to work on improving any of those? And most importantly of all, what is your source of spiritual support? All of these issues are critically important for you. Prayer is actually a powerful force. Alexis Geertem, once said power is a prayer is a power as great as the force of gravity prayer works to help in the healing of mind body and spirit prayer networks are important coming together in prayer with those of like faith people that you care about, people that support you. All of this helps physically improve our immune system and our overall health. And I think it's important to look at the ways that you can detoxify your body by decreasing the input of some of the environmental toxins around you, which includes the wireless communication radiation effects and look at ways to increase the clearance of these unwanted effects on your body. And that comes from staying adequately hydrated, exercising, and even something like a sauna can help clear your body and improve the way you feel and function. And then there are ways that we can work together as a community of active citizens. On our website, truthforhealth.org, we actually have a template criminal complaint form that citizens can file independently with their state attorney general. You don't need an attorney, and you don't need law enforcement to. File it for you. These are criminal complaints that citizens can file, and the directions are included in the materials on our website that talk about the reasons for which these criminal complaints can be filed in your state. And there are many of those reasons. We won't have time to get into all of them today. But if you check our website under legal resources, truthforhealth.org, medical and legal help, under the legal resources, look at the criminal complaint template, look at the ways in which you might have standing, and you can start this process in your community. And if you feel like that your elected officials are not listening to the concerns of the citizens in your community, you can also take steps to file complaints against the surety bonds that all Elected officials are required to have in place, or they cannot remain in office. Those procedures are also explained in the column that I have on AmericaOutLoud.com and in the materials on truthforhealth.org website. You and your local band of citizen warriors for freedom can file these complaints and can make waves and make a difference in your community. And also, we're finding that groups of concerned parents, particularly the mama bears who are speaking out at school boards across the country and city councils and board of supervisor meetings in your area, Don't just sit back and let these people run roughshod over you and your life and your freedom. Get involved, get loud, speak up, go to the meetings, express your opinions. And if they're not listening to you, then go back to steps one and two, the criminal complaints and the surety bond process. And then most importantly of all, I I can't emphasize this enough. You must get your emergency preparedness kit put together for you and your family to have under your control in your home. That includes the medicines and supplements that you need for viral illnesses, bacterial illnesses, general health maintenance, critical medications. With the turmoil going on in the world, I'm recommending to all of my patients that they get a six-month supply of their ongoing medications and have those under your control in your home. If your insurance company is only going to pay for it a month at a time, this is a time you may want to look at getting a good Rx coupon. For example, paying cash, have a larger supply under your control at home. Get the supplements on hand. I can't tell you how often it happens in my practice. Somebody calls and says, oh, I'm sick with COVID. What do I need to do? They haven't bought their vitamin D. They haven't bought their zinc. They haven't bought their multivitamin, their B vitamins, their magnesium, their anacetylcysteine. All of these things I've been promoting and publishing on our websites medically and for the foundation since early 2020. Get these supplements and have them at home so that you have them if you need them. Preventive options include. Quercetin, vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, magnesium, B vitamins, multivitamins, and N acetylcysteine. All of those are readily available. You can buy them yourself under your control. You don't need a physician's prescription. They're all over the counter. And then I urge everyone to get your medical records. And have a set of your medical records also under your control at home. Get a medical power of attorney completed for each one of your family members. Don't wait until you're at the hospital and suddenly your loved one is unconscious and there's no one to speak for that person and you don't have a medical power of attorney and the hospital is trying to shut you out. At least if you have a medical power of attorney already in place. Specifying your wishes for each of your family members, then you have something that the hospital will have to listen to or can be enforced by getting an attorney. We have a guide on truthforhealth.org website steps to take before hospitalization. All of you, this is more critical than anything else you can do right now. That's why. I think Malcolm out loud has asked me to guest host this voice of a nation because this is the nation's responsibility. Our responsibility as Americans is to be prepared for emergencies, to individually take care of our home and families. The government isn't clearly not going to come in and save you. In fact, the government policies have been leading to extraordinarily high death rates because of their restrictions on your access to exactly what could help you stay well in the event of these infections. It is absolutely urgent that each of you listening today take these steps, write down those five ways I gave you earlier about the ways that 5G COVID-19 illness and the COVID experimental shots all have the same types of damage on your body and you put them together. Again, it's like throwing gasoline on a fire. You need to be working to reduce your risk factors with all of the steps I just gave you. Those five categories of damage are blood cell changes, cardiac changes, Immune system disruption, oxidative stress, and adverse effects on the flow of calcium ions across our cell membranes. All of those act together to create a more damaging situation for our body and more risk of hospitalization and death. And there are steps you can do to decrease your risk. And also I would encourage all of the parents out there, again, a call to action. Start driving around your neighborhoods, your schools where your children go and look at where 5G towers have been put in during the pandemic when the schools were closed and people were not looking. Parents have not been informed of the damage And this is something that you're going to need to get active and work to solve in your local community. It's absolutely crucial that you understand there is major overlap in the pathology and damage from COVID-19 illness, the COVID vaccine shots, and wireless communication, radiation exposure, including 5G. All of the evidence that I've listed today in this program and have provided you with some references to look up and read yourself indicates that the mechanisms that are involved in the progression of the COVID-19 illness are also the same types of damage that can occur independently with the wireless communication radiation exposure and the two together make it worse. There's also the link with the lipid nanoparticles and spike proteins in the vaccines and the wireless communication radiation damage. These are well-documented and we don't have to speculate on what might be there. These are known damages that doctors are seeing treating vaccine-injured patients and scientists and physicians and radiation specialists worldwide have been warning about for the last 50 years. So keep in mind that these are all factors that come together and can weaken our immunity and our health. No one is coming to save us from tyranny. We are the last line of defense for ourselves, our home, and our family. You've just seen the devastating crackdown on peaceful Canadians simply asking for the freedom to control what is put in their bodies. Devastating crackdowns in a formerly free country. We are not that far from such total tyranny ourselves here in America, and we need all of you to wake up and listen, get loud, speak out, get involved. Each American has to act locally using the legal tools that all of us have at our disposal. We are all that stands in the gap between freedom and the utter darkness of total tyranny that is taking hold of the world more rapidly than at any time in my entire life. I urge all of you, please take this broadcast seriously. Take the steps I've outlined. Look at the other resources on America Out Loud. Talk radio platform. Incredible resources on health, politics, law, freedom, the big picture, action steps. All of this is available on the America Out Loud Talk Radio platform. And we have resources for your health, COVID early treatment guide, free to download on truthforhealth.org that lists all the steps you need to take this is your life your freedom and your country and your family at stake get loud get involved and take action now to preserve it this is dr lee for america signing off for malcolm today i'll be back again on my own show every saturday on truth for health the rest of the story stay tuned